On every world, wherever people are, in the deepest part of the winter, at the exact midpoint, everybody stops and turns and hugs, as if to say, well done. Well done, everyone. We're halfway out of the dark. Back on Earth, we call this Christmas. Where are they? Kazran and Abigail. Off on a little trip, I should think. Where? Christmas. Christmas? Yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Halfway out of the dark. listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from Waste Disposal Center 3 on the original Death Star. Here we are, everybody. Hello. Hello. It is I to say hi. <laughs> Vocal Fry 100. Hooray! It's happening. And Sarah and I are back where it started. Oh, yeah. How incredibly appropriate. We can pretend Michael's here. We can see him. It's It's like like Michael's here. here. I'm in my childhood bedroom. It's only a little bit weird. (laughs) I I mean, it is the holidays. Aren't a lot of people probably listening to this in their childhood bedroom? That is true. No, that's weird. That's weird. That's weird? That's weird if people are like sitting in their room by themselves just like, buckle. I mean, Maybe hey, listen, vocal fans, if you need us to help get you away from your family <laughs> for an hour. You'd be like, oh, I got to go uh, talk to my friends. We I are here for friends. you. Yes. You could just throw your headphones in, pretend like you're laughing at a conversation. <laughs> every, once in a while, every once in a while, just be in your bedroom and go, ha, 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 ha Sarah, you're so right. <laughs> That's so That's That is not what you should weird. always oh be saying. What is, what is that thing I used to say? Normal people, I'm here for you. This is, I don't know if this applies in this Someone situation. Someone has to be the normal person. Uh, yeah, we really, we really hoped that Leah was going to be here today. Yes. But alas. Unfortunately, she had to work oh, um, because of her current job situation. So, you know, money's good. Leah, it we helps. are we are wishing you the best out there. In, in, She's with us in spirit. She is with us in spirit. But Sarah and I are actually together in real life. Woohoo! For the first Yay! time in what, like a month? In month? forever. Month? Uh, that's a different movie that we're not going to review. My thought was the the room where it happens. Yeah. This is the this room. Is the room. This is happens. the room where it uh, happened. Uh, Indeed. Uh, Indeed. So fancy. Uh, but anyway, it's qu- I just just to start here, Vocal Fam, uh, you know, it's been quite an honor these last uh, almost two and a half years. Can you believe yeah. we've been doing this for two, almost two Wait. and a half years? Five semesters. No, I can't. That's crazy. Wow. Five semesters. I never, I mean, remember when we started, we weren't really sure if this would last past December of that first <laughs> year. Yes. Yeah. So hold on. Let me, help yeah. me remember. My first year of graduate school, we didn't do this. We did not we did do not this. Do and this. then we talked over the summer. We, well, we actually started talking in about late March. But then it became serious the day I sent a joke um, a joke theme Recording. song 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It became the real theme song. It became the real theme song. We were just like, yep, nope, this is it. I remember being like, this will I mean, never work. And you all were both like, it's perfect. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, it's, it it's still perfect. Is. Indeed. It's still perfect. Indeed. Uh, it's it, it has some new iterations. That's but, true. Uh, it's evolved. Uh, it's like a Pokemon. And, and, and before, oh, by the way, I'll just tell both of you because the vocal fam will have already heard this. Before this episode, I'm going to put a little bumper. Because Christmas can't really start, and I know you'll both agree with me, Christmas itself can't really start until Matt Smith says, halfway out of the dark. Indeed. And so I'm actually going to play the Christmas Carol little bumper. Because Christmas can't start until Matt Smith says, and and actually, it just so happens that we're recording here on the winter solstice. Yeah, I know. I kind of forgot that this was What a fortuitous day. So congratulations, everybody. We made it halfway out of the dark. Halfway out of the dark. 100th Vocal Fry episode, and we're here to talk about the most Vocal Fry of Vocal Fry subjects. Is it voice things? No. It is Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, I just, you know, I was going to write a list of all the guests, but I forgot to do that. Just That'd be thinking, a long list. thinking of all the all the guests, and we'll have we many more. And while I'm thinking about it, vocal fam, Sarah and I will not be back with you yeah. until Friday, January the eleventh. I thought it was the tenth or the eleventh, whatever that day is. Whatever that whatever Friday, that Friday is, is, we're gonna take a little see. holiday hiatus. Because Christmas, it's the eleventh, tenth. It's the tenth. The tenth. The tenth. And we promise, Sarah and I promise, that the spring premiere. Of this 2019-2020 Vocal Fry season is going to be epic. We promise that it will be the largest group of people ever on a Vocal Fry episode. That is correct. I feel well. Will it? I think it's. I think it's. I well. Let me count. I'm not going to name them right now. Let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. How many did we have? Seven. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, the most. Woo-hoo. Because the most previously was the end game. End it game. had to be the end game, correct? One, right? Like we had correct. a table full. But let me just tease Ooh, out there that we will have an epically big voice-related vocal fry. That's true. We're like we're bookending the holidays <sighs> with Star with Wars, the most, the most vocal fry-y things. Star Wars, Star Wars, and voices. And what? And no, we just, as a teaser, this look for a special. Voice. Wait. Look for a special. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Like <coughs> look for a special preview episode for the acoustic voice pedagogy workshop with the entire eight-person faculty plus Sarah. He's like, oh no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say who's on it. But also, okay, guys, okay, it's these people. You, you, a simple you Google, Google search, or really a just simple Google just search will in fact tell you. If you're this deep into the vocal are. fry lore, then you just know these people's names probably know. because you we've mentioned petty comments they've made at some point on an online forum. And so, <laughs> <That's probably> right. <laughs> I don't know about that, but well, uh, but they've seen I, it. I think there's actually only one person on that entire episode that we've not had on before. I think Kayla is it. Oh, Yvonne. 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 Yvonne hasn't been on here of before. Of course, of course. Anyway, so is that it? Look for is a huge it? spring premiere, and then hopefully we'll have a whole bunch of not Nats in Knox people oh, on yeah, yeah. hashtag Nats in Knox. Uh, moving toward the national convention. 
uh, in June. Um, oh, I that's saw in June. Okay, okay. I, I kind of forgot when it was. June. Oh, that's yeah. where I'm at. <laughs> My goal has been to make it to Christmas, and you know well, what? I did it. Yeah. I'm here, guys. We all did. Well, remember, I said two weeks ago in our episode title, we're all going to make it. We're all going to make it. And, and here we are. What? As far as we know, we did. Michael's in Nashville. his childhood bedroom. With a pillow. The pillow says, I don't know why that was um, necessary. happy on the front of it. And so, oh, well, see? Now you have to Yes, be. yes. Yay. It changed it. Uh, but anyway... It, it, vocal fam thanks for sticking with us for a hundred episodes yeah uh definitely definitely wasn't sure that we were gonna get to this point well wasn't sure we'd make it to 10 and yet yes. and 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 yet here we are here the original three at number 100 <coughs> i think that hey. this is a great testament to uh the value of just doing something and continuing to do that something and and yes I don't mean like try too hard because honestly, most weeks we did not try. It was have any of us? Yeah, no. Sarah, have you and I ever tried? You know what I mean? But it's but honestly, it's just like it's like you gotta find your thing, and then you just kind of and I think Vocal Fry has been an honest expression of of the three of us, and particularly you two. You know what I mean? As a result, it it just came naturally, and now like we have how many downloads do we have? Have we reached ten? Was it 10? Uh, yes, 12,500. Yes. 12,500. I remember Yay. when we were excited that we were going to reach 1,000, slowly creeping up. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. I forgot, a, forgot yeah. about remember? that. And, yeah. and now it's here. And now we're almost at 1,000 a month. Right, which is crazy. <laughs> hey, that is crazy. 1,000 listens a month. What a time That's, to be alive. It's amazing. And it's just, you know, it, there. it's just... Well, we're just going to keep going, I guess, you know, and, and <laughs> so yeah. people are like, I'm tired of you. So keep, please don't, but get anyway, tired of us. remember vocal fam that really, honestly, we really do want to be here for you too. So, yes. because yeah. trust me that anytime you message us on Facebook or like our posts on Instagram or buy t-shirts or stickers or Merch. mugs, uh, or, or just go to vocalfry.com and. Look at stuff. Yes. Look at stuff. Or we see. We see you. And we appreciate you. And it. we appreciate you. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and Happy Holidays like to all of we you. We see you when you're... Or Happy Hanukkah to all who celebrate whatever you're celebrating this holiday season. From us Yay. to you. All right. All right. Now, with all the front matter being done... Is it time to, uh, to give warnings? I have, I have two... I, have two. That was I don't nice. know what's happening. Um, <laughs> I have two. I have two. I have two warnings I want to give the vocal fam. Okay. 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 One first is a overall spoiler oh, warning. Yes. Spoilers for Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. There will be spoilers. So if you have not been to the theater this week yet, um, before you listen to the remainder of this download, please, please. Don't experience this movie by the three of our opinions. As we've said before, this is the worst way way to experience (laughs) this content. Especially a movie that was this visual. Yes. Yeah. I would argue Uh, this movie is primarily visual. I would argue that's probably true. Yeah, Um, yeah, it really is. Now, the second thing I'm going to say as a warning to the vocal fam is that as you can see from the press 
and the media on this movie. And you can see by the fact that it is a 58 critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, but an 86 audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. There are many diverse opinions about this film. And while Vocal Fry at times can seem like an echo chamber because a lot of the three of us, the three of us like a lot of the same things. True. We definitely, I think, have some different opinions uh, amongst each other. Yes. And so Vocal Fam, this is a little bit like a family in that families that's amazing. Childhood dog. In that, Aria this time. <laughs> in, in that families love each other and they start from a place that they're families and they end in a place that they're families. But like your holiday table this holiday season, if you talk about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, my guess is that not all of you will agree with each other. It's true. That is the truth. It's true. One moment. There is a dog. Michael is... There is a dog. And we're going to we're going to pause. Dog. Because Michael Stop. I love you. Stop, dog. <laughs> is this the dog that you got for your mother? Yes, this is the dog I got for my mother to vicariously live through my parents. Bailey, where are you? Show it. yourself. Where is it? Don't hide. Doggy, You're literally being you? camera oh. shy. Oh, the puppers. Oh, such a hey, pretty doggy, guys. <laughs> oh, He's you're a so very pretty dog. But you have to stop barking or I'll eat you. Okay? Enough. Oh my gosh, that's literally every conversation I have with Arya. Just Arya, if you don't stop it, I'm gonna put you out. I'm gonna I'm going to oh, hang you, you up. Sweet girl. I'm going to put you in a cabinet. <coughs> I will say that that we as the three of us are in a mutual agreement on our love of dogs. I do that love dogs. is absolutely the truth. Okay. That is I not something the three of us disagree dogs. on. That is the truth. Uh, I'm not sure how either of you totally feel about cats, but I'm very against cats. I like cats, but I'm really, really allergic you to so them. So with my whole household, so yes. It has to be the right cat. If someone Cats can be very different. You have to, you have to get a cat that is two years old at least because the cats undergo significant personality changes for the first couple years of their life, but then they settle and you're like, That's okay, you're not gonna turn into a jerk. Now, I mean like, yeah. my my childhood cat ended up being like 15 years old and at the end of his life was grumpy, but I fully expect well, to be grumpy at the I mean, when I'm post <laughs> when 80. When you're 15, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so vocal fam. Grumpy. So there's your, there's your both your spoiler warning and your trigger warning. Yes, and that, your pet that you well. may not agree with us on Rise of Skywalker, and we just want to say, because when we did Last Jedi, we were so early in the podcast, it was the first episode we had ever done that was solely about a pop culture thing. I mean, and and most of the time that's not how we do episodes. Oh my, Bailey, it's going down. <laughs> What is happening? But, <laughs> just, but just when we on. did... You're going to need to say all of this again. Hold on. Dog, stop. I, I feel like this is every episode I've recorded with Arya. Like when the cat comes by. Why are you doing this? I'm trying to record by. things, Bailey. You are being a bad dog. <laughs> bad dog. Okay, well, I need you to pet her or something so she doesn't bark. We're trying to record a podcast. <laughs> Bailey, we're doing My important favorite. non non. No, we're doing important pop culture work. <laughs> okay. 
not sure if Amazing. I should leave this in I can't or see. take it out. I, I can't know. decide. You'll have to listen to it and decide, is this entertaining I if you're not decide. living it? Because um, living it, I'm amused. So anyway, I was just saying that that in listening to this, when we did Last Jedi Christmas, I recognized that there were a lot of the vocal fam that I sort of wasn't, I wasn't seeing right away because Michael and I loved Last Jedi so yes. much. And I want you as the vocal fam to know that we see you. If you loved this movie, we see you. Yes. If you were lukewarm about this movie, we see you. If you hated this movie, we see yes. you. Because we understand that opinions are opinions and that's the beauty of life. Yeah. And we just want you to know that we see you and we're here for you. Yes, I really feel that um, you know, a phrase I've been using lately is robustly disagree. Um, <laughs> I'm thankful to have friends and family and people in my life with whom I can robustly disagree and keep moving forward, you know? And I, I think that Vocal Fry as a community, I think that that's something we value, giving people room, you know, whether it's, whether it's in the scientific yes. community or in the pop culture community, the room to robustly disagree and say the phrase radiated format was may I don't know about how I feel about that one. You know what I mean? Like or whichever. Except maybe we can all agree that breathing is not the answer to everything. Right. But there are people who robustly disagree with you and it is okay. And, they may be we wrong. See we see you. Woo. <laughs> Things almost happened. We are we are we are professional podcasters. podcasters. Yes. We are. We know we know All not right, to so throw here we go. our headphones on the ground. We uh, are smart. I, 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 where's a good, really good place to... Okay, well, let's just go around and said, if we had to rate this out of 10 on like, you know, it, it, 10 being it was perfect, one being it was trash, overall, where would you put it? If you had to give it a, a generic number. Um, For me, seven or eight. Michael, maybe seven and a half. I would. I was actually gonna say six and a half or seven. Yeah, I'd probably come in right about right around a seven, somewhere yeah. right between yeah. you guys. Like it had moments. So, uh, so there's sides. a weird thing is that is that we're all kind of not too far from each other right. on our sort of overall rating. But I think it's just that we really liked different things like the parts that made it enjoyable for us were very different for well each of okay us. but i think there are also and i think this is one of the most confusing things about the movie there were things that i loved yeah that i'm just not sure i loved how they were executed mm-hmm. i i agree okay I agree. So, so let's deal with some big picture things what do we think of of ray's final parentage being revealed what Palpatine? Are we okay with her being a Palpatine or not? Hundred percent. I kind of think maybe after the first movie, that was like a random guess I threw out. At oh, some it point. definitely I was. I remember you, you said, said it on the podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I said it on the podcast. But I think like so much happened that I just went to other things. But I'm I'm fine uh, with it. Like I think it kind of makes sense. I have no issue with it. Um, I do think that. I don't know. I feel like the way it got thrown out was kind of random. But I do. Yeah. But I love the idea. I love the idea that Luke and Leia both knew, and particularly Leia knew and chose to train her anyways. I loved that idea. Well, and it totally made sense because I feel like for so long we said like the way Leia acted around Rey, it wasn't like Rey was a stranger. It very much seemed that Leia, like when she first met Rey, the way she responded to her is the way you respond to someone you know. 
And that makes sense if she knew who she was. So at that point, Leia would have known because she was not shut off from the Force. Yes. Yeah. But when Luke asked her, who, who are, you, are you? He would not have known mm-hmm. because he was shut off to the Force. Right. Yeah. Except as soon as he let himself back into the Force, he would have known. known. Yes. What did you guys think about Leia? Um, I'll say, what do you think about Leia and the... Um, the concept of her Jedi, Jedi training, Leia's lightsaber, all of that stuff. Hold on, before we get to that, okay. can I can I just give my take on 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 oh, Rey yes. being yes, a Palpatine? Yes, yes. I'm oh, so yeah. sorry. Uh, no, he's fine. I, I okay. I hear all the people, and I want to say, I think it would have been a bolder choice to stick with Ryan Johnson's creation from Last Jedi of her being a junk trader. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that that's the direction Ryan Johnson would have gone had he directed episode 9. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that he would not have brought her back to being mm-hmm. a a lineage character. Right. Yeah. What I I don't even really mind her being a Palpatine. Yeah. What I did not like was that essentially her parents didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. They they made themselves not matter to protect her, except that could have been turned into a thing that really mattered. I yeah. Agree. And it was so quickly glossed over. I think it's... Like so many yeah, things in this great movie. great concepts, yeah. but the punchline not there. And the way it was, ex- again, it was the way it was executed with her just like f- randomly finding out. All of a sudden out. remembering. And him, I know, I felt like there was going to be more of a journey yeah. to and how figuring we, that and, out. And again, that's another perfect case of, and we can talk about this too at some point, of, of all the lines that came back in this movie. But like, it would have been the perfect place to have Leia say to her, search your feelings. You've always known. You've always known. Yeah. Well, granted, I get that also you have the whole thing of, like, the woman who played Leia is And dead. that... The thing like, I will say... That will... Go ahead. You go first. The thing I will say about it, though, just to wrap up the bit about race parentage, is that I did love Leia's line to her of, like, don't be afraid of who you yes. are. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it... Just because she was a Palpatine... <clears throat> That didn't get to define her. It didn't define her parents. I mean, that, yeah. Right. Well, and I think that, okay, so right there, this is, to me, a core issue with this movie that I'm not sure that they would have known how to fix. I'm I'm not sure how they would have fixed it short of just entirely shifting everything for this movie. The reality Mm -hmm. is we had eight minutes of footage for Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher? Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Um, I think it was 15. But okay. they, they, I, I, heard, I kept hearing the number eight. Maybe they used eight minutes of footage. I think they used eight of the 15 right. that they had. And so the thing is, uh, it's it's not their fault. And it's not even necessarily like if, if I hadn't known that Carrie Fisher had passed away, it wouldn't have been an issue so much. But I could not help but go, okay, what deleted scene is this footage from? Who is she actually talking to? Is this a deleted yeah. take from a conversation with Harrison Ford? These conversations. And so I think that 
for me, so much of the stuff that was rushed or didn't seem quite right was simply because we don't have a recording of Carrie Fisher saying, search your feelings, you know it to be true, you've always known. Right. And we can't have yeah. that. And so, so much of the stuff at the beginning that felt rushed, I really wanted about 30 minutes to a whole movie's worth of uh, additional okay. content. Can we talk about that next? Yes. I, I, I would have loved... One of my biggest criticisms of the film was that I felt like they tried to shove a four and a half hour movie into yes. two hours and 15 but minutes. But at least one of those hours, I think, would have had to have been made with Leia as a main character and they couldn't have done yes. it. That is, and for me, an unfixable issue that I don't know how I would have gotten around it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, like, what are you going to do? Like, there, there's just nothing to do unless they had, like, tried to use her daughter in CGI, and that's just too right. much. I don't think that would have worked super well. I feel like kind of along that line, essentially, and I know this is kind of an issue we all had, was it, it was essentially like he tried to do a second and third movie as if he had had the second movie. And you know what I mean? Yes. He tried to do a second and third movie all in one last movie. Yes. And like that, I think that's just an issue of like having two directors with very differing ideas about the direction of the trilogy doing yes this, this movie absolutely felt like a sequel to the force awakens less yes. than the last jedi even visually it, it, yeah, the language is jj I, can i just say that i'm not certain that i agree and i'm interested to see what you guys think about this i'm not sure that i agree with the harsh criticism we're seeing that this movie like disavows the last yeah, Jedi. Yeah, no, I don't think it disavows the last Jedi. I'm not certain that I I would go that far. That's it's too strong of a statement. It's too strong. Like that, it definitely changed some stuff. Yes, no question. But I mean, for that matter, Last Jedi changed some stuff from Force Awakens. Yes, like right. again, you just had two totally different directors with not even close to I think the same idea for the the franchise. I, I will say occasionally there were a couple of moments to me that came across as intentionally petty um but I think that that's the the humor of today and has less to do with a jab yeah. at the last Jedi and more to do with the kind of dry fatalistic humor of today um that that's just yes. how people deal with stuff like the lightsaber scene but i was also kind of amused by it like luke and the lightsaber this is like uh jedi's weapon deserves more respect but actually i thought it was a great line for that character because it was, it was luke becoming not so bitter it makes sense either way but uh, it did make me think of all that backlash ultimately i enjoyed it but initially it made me go this was this seems kind of petty and so i'm torn there are a couple of moments like that that i'm torn on honestly so, I think there are more than a couple for me. I mean, I like because again, just going back to the m overarching thing of the movie, it was okay. So let's like you wanted to say something. I was going to yeah. say let's deal with another big well, thing. So this is a little thing. Talking about like humor and snarkiness. Did y'all like? I died laughing when in the first five minutes of the movie, the guy who he was in Lord of the Rings played either Merry or Pippin, uh -huh. and he he was like, "It's clones." Technology. Dominic like, Monaghan. Where he, um, he, he basically just goes through all the fan yes. theories. Oh, yeah, he does, He's yeah. Like, Did y'all laugh at He's like, He just throws out every like fan theory. Like Basically, someone went on Reddit and was like, what are they think we're doing here? Okay, we're going to have him like throw all these out, and we're going to trash Didn't him. did someone say something minutes. about a Gungan in this I movie? I hard. Someone made a joke, about a, someone made a joke about a Gungan in this movie, I swear. 
That's hilarious. I'm trying to. Someone made a joke about a Gungan, and they were like, "Such and such and such." You're afraid. I'm, I, and maybe I'm making this up, but I I swear <laughs> there's a Gungan joke in this movie. That's hilarious. I, I want to see this movie. I, I'm going this well, week. I need to be. I'm, I think that we have tickets for Christmas Day. I think Amazing. that honestly, I'll say this: the same. This movie made me sympathize with the people who hated the Last Jedi. Which is why I started the podcast the way I because did. Because it's yeah. not about... Because I, I had to step back and go... Because um, Sarah and Nick will tell you, I was very angry the other day, and I'm very sorry, everybody. I'm very, very sorry <laughs> about all of that. I was having a weird day, and um, and I exploded. Um, we were all a little too close still to talk about I think that, so, that, too. That was Sometimes thing. I just need time for movies. Because like, right afterwards, my feelings about them... Or I'll be like, they're too strong. Like when I have to take a moment where I'm like, Sarah, this is fiction. You know, I've, this is not actually real. Yeah, I have certainly never been known to entirely misinterpret whole scenes from movies because of my emotions. <laughs> Infinity War um, and uh, <laughs> Spider-Man and Thanos. Um, but uh, I, it made me st- I had to really step back and go, OK, did I hate this movie or was this just not the movie that I wanted? You know? Yeah. And for me, as someone who who deeply loved The Last Jedi, loved the ideas presented in that movie. I um, loved The Force Awakens. I loved, too, I loved The Force Awakens I as well. But Force the uh, but like the stuff I was, you know, I was, you know, the stuff, the concepts of the Force is for everyone. It's not about lineage. We need to let the past die. Those things. Those themes went. They away. did go away, I, and and that that made me sad. Um, however, they didn't completely go away because indirectly the stuff like, you know, like the throne of the Sith getting wiped off the planet, you know, um, yeah, whoa. Le- Leia and Luke's lightsabers being buried, um, on Tatooine. I, like I mean, that. oh, yeah. so that scene was beautiful. Um, well, oh man. And we definitely seemed to get the, like, it seems to me that Finn is definitely force sensitive yes. and that like that, that's Obviously. an interesting direction. Like. As far as we know, like, he's no one. But, yes. you know, well, I think there's a... I almost wondered if several of the company, <sighs> of the people that mutinied, if they were for sense, like... Okay, can anyway, we... Theories. I, 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 I want to deal with this very briefly because I don't like getting political on Vocal mm-hmm. Fry. Mm-hmm. But I think there are two... We need to mention them, though, mm-hmm. and acknowledge them. One, and they both involve race, mm-hmm. and they need to be acknowledged and said. Why are all the former stormtroopers people of color? Mm-hmm. And That's w- interesting. And why are they all the Force-sensitive ones? Mm-hmm. It seemed a little bit like a... hearkening back to the era of, like, dealing with some of those characters a la like uncle tom like a mystic mm-hmm. but they were all young yeah. brown-skinned individuals it, and that i, I thought was a very it's been it, it is definite i thought it was definitely a thing it and probably a, was and a I just poor was choice. it seemed a little yeah. heavy-handed like like and this yeah and the second thing, and I just want to acknowledge it so that nobody else has to, I want to say that I thought there, and, and a lot of people on the internet have already brought this up. There have been features written on this, whatever. But the handling 
of Rose Tico's character yes. was blatantly inappropriate. Yes. From a from a perspective of the fact that she was essentially the only Asian character in the, the trilogy. In the Star Wars saga, all nine movies, period. Yeah, Correct. period. Yeah. And yeah. then was totally demoted in this movie. Yes. In a in a and the thing is, and I know Sarah sort of from a storytelling point of view didn't didn't really love her character, that's, which I think is a reasonable yeah, I think thing so to say. Too. You know, for, for, that's a reasonable thing to say. But from uh and you know what? Let's try to give JJ the benefit of the doubt and say it was just a storytelling mm-hmm. point of view and he didn't understand that character. Mm-hmm. But the optics of it are very bad my thing coming from having an issue with her from the storytelling point of view is i I thought later on you made an interesting point that like okay so they demote her character like either of the new really cool female characters that were introduced that like i really liked they either of them could have been asian like you know what i mean like that could have been a moment to bring in someone (coughs) new well but i think particularly the the fact that that not zori Who's the other new character? Zori was the. Was she the former stormtrooper? No, Zori's the bounty no. hunter. No, Zori's the, the bounty, bounty hunter. hunter. Who was the other character's name? I, I can't, can't remember. Say I feel bad, but no. I can't remember. I can't remember it. I can't. Kira. Kira. That sounds right. Kira. Maybe I thought I th- Kira was the girl from Solo. Kira oh, is the girl from right. Solo, but Kira Let's is the girl okay. from Solo. I know that because anyway, I really like my her point character. is my point is that the girl who Finn ran off with essentially yes. every, could have been Kelly yes, Marie. Tran. Every single thing that that character did, um, Rose could have, Rose could have done those things, and it. That's a good point. And specifically, I, I, the whole movie, I, the whole movie, as far as that character went, I kept going. Man, people didn't like Rose, but if they let Rose do any of these things, they would like Rose because these things are right. cool things, you know? They are. I think the only issue with that is that they had already so established her backstory. Like, she's not a fighter. You know what I mean? Like, they would have had to have written her differently from the beginning. And I think that's me just being, like, super, like, into the story. Like, she was, like, a mechanic. Who later did learn how to fly and blah, 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 and all that stuff. Like, she's really good at mechanical stuff, not living on this planet and being the warrior horse people. Finn? That's not her story. Like, they, they should have written her, either written her story differently from the beginning or written, I don't know. Finn was the Starkiller-based janitor, though, you know? Like, he was yeah, a... Yeah, he's also Force-sensitive. Right, but like, he's a, he's a stormtrooper, you know I mean? but also he was, like, the janitor. You know, I don't know. It's just... And he did... I understand what you're saying, I, but... They could, but if they were going to do that, they would have definitely needed to develop her character in a very different direction. I mean, that that was my thing with, I just I just really didn't like the, presi- she seemed very, I didn't like the, the her story from the previous movie. If Maybe if they had rewritten it differently, I would have liked her better in this movie. Or if they had just introduced another character in a different way, I don't yes. know. Yes, anyway. we can, we can say in a general well. way that, that Asian representation was not handled well in any no, Star Wars not. movie. I, I, I'm not still sure that yeah. the issues of race were handled well in any Star Wars movie, period. Right. Well, that's, that's well yeah. here's the thing. Star Wars is supposed to be a space where... Um, <clears throat> where race is handled well because we're in space. You know what I mean? And there's aliens. There's aliens, yeah. and aliens are people, and droids are people, and you know what I mean? And so it should. But droids weren't handled very well 
humanistically in this movie either. No. What? When C-3PO, when they said that they were going to wipe C-3PO's memory, he was like, I don't really want this. And they were like, well, we're going to do it anyway. Yes. I mean, so he was even dehumanized in a lot of ways. Yes. Which I, 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 would, I would just like to say, I, I, I did feel like I, we got to get out of this sort of thing here and move on to bigger to the bigger things about the movie. Yes. But I did feel like, in general, outside of Poe, Finn, Ray, and Palpatine, that practically everybody else in this, well, and maybe Luke and Leia, that practically everybody else in this movie was dehumanized a bit. Yes. You thought Kylo Ren was dehumanized? Uh, no, no, sorry. And, and Kylo. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I, and again, that just, again, may have been the way I felt. I, I'm, I, I think it's a different approach um, philosophically. I think maybe the, the approach for J.J. Abrams in this movie was much more of a, well, for the, if it's for the greater good kind of mentality, sort of the mm. one for the many. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that's a very, like, a very controversial philosophy currently, the idea that we sure. would sacrifice one well, person for and, hundreds of people. And I think specifically with C-3PO, first off, there's precedent with a memory wipe at the end of episode three for him right um, that's so true. that's a clear thing so for better or for worse that just seems like a weird part of droid stuff um yeah. the other th- in entirely possible the other thing is that it seemed like they i mean droids were being tortured in return of the jedi yes. it, it yeah. seemed like it was unclear that um like they seemed like they sort of understood that it could cause problems and then they really really freaked out when that weird little gremlin um, told them that... Uh, Babu Frick. I couldn't remember his name. Babu Frick. Best, best new character. Um, the internet's he going nuts. Amazing. Everybody thinks he's the best <laughs> new character. Oh, he's the best. And so, but Babu Frick... Well, and I love when C-3PO's like, he's my oldest yeah. friend. Babu Frick, my oldest <laughs> yes, friend. I love it. But, <laughs> but, but so just... when he brings up, hey, this is going to wipe him completely, they go, oh my gosh, what? You know? And then C three, and he even he makes the decision was, himself. Yes, which so they tried to handle. Which it. brings me to my next frustration. <laughs> oh jeez, is this a okay. big picture thing? Because yes. we got to hit the big picture. Yes. Okay, good. Big picture thing. This movie, I had. Uh, there were so many things that were great that it seems that they didn't go all the way with. Okay. Ex- okay. So, yeah, example, maybe every, maybe other people who are nobodies are force sensitive. That's great. Finn yeah. is the only one we see who's the, who do, who has that for sure. You know, and there's a vague yeah. implication, perhaps, of others. Okay, then yeah. we have two huge sacrifices that don't actually mean anything. You know, we have C three PO who promptly gets his memory back, and I almost wish he hadn't. Actually, C-3PO, I definitely wish he hadn't, you know? Yes. Um, I thought that was a cheap... I thought I felt that was like a cheap fan service... Hated that. ...of giving him his memory back, and it didn't end up costing anything. I hated that. Chewbacca, I'm... Janna. 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 What was name? Janna. Chewbacca, I'm more... Janna. Uh, there are things that I understand here. So, like, I understand that people would have hated that, that that's how Chewbacca died... But I think that it was really meaningful, honestly. It would have been very weighty oh, man. had they left yeah. it if that way. If they had way. left it that way, 
it would have meant so much and it would have like really you know what i mean it just to have ray really go oh my gosh i killed chewbacca i lost control and i killed chewbacca i think if right. they very anakin just in your anger if they killing younglings if they had i was thinking padme if they'd allowed that to if they'd allowed that to fully be a decision i think it would have been a really brave decision that would i agree instead Instead, we find out he's not dead. And I mean, honestly, I was relieved because I love Chewbacca. And that's the core issue is that they went, what do these fans want? They don't want us to kill Chewbacca. However, I will say I was really thankful um, to have gotten the scene where when Leia passed away, that Chewbacca mourned that scene. I was Mm going to say that was my thing. Like, I kind of appreciated that they kept Chewbacca because... It was interesting when Leia died, maybe just because I knew the actress had died and I, I so knew it was coming, it. I didn't have that feeling. But then when I saw Chewie's reaction to her death, that's when like I started crying. I, I lost it there, And that there was too. interesting. That's a very yeah. good interesting because to me, I was not emotionally moved by, by that. And by I think Chewie a lot of it... By but, Well, that whole sequence. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was because what was emotionally moving to me was watching Leia finally be Force-sensitive in Last Jedi, knowing that Carrie Fisher had passed. Mm -hmm. Mm. Like, I remember, Michael, us crying at that moment when we saw Last Mm -hmm. Jedi. Because because it was so emotional thinking, oh my God, they just killed her. They killed her in Last Jedi. Ben got to kill her. Right. Oh my gosh, she's Force-sensitive. Right, right, (laughs) right. You know? I mean... um, so I that that I I was more emotional from that than I was at all. I guess because it's been two years since Carrie's passing. Uh, yeah, it was less about the passing and more about watching Chewbacca grieve for me. That that was my thing. It was more of just thinking yeah. about this character Chewbacca who lives you know multiple human lifetimes and having him lost the two we'll say the most important people in his life, watching them grow old and die so tragically, and he's left saying like it's just me now. I'm alone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that that's what got to me was his grief, knowing that he was going to continue to watch these humans that he was so invested in. Di- I don't know. Yes. It, just, it just got me. It got me. OK, let's move on to big things. Uh, other big, big, big things. Chewie is Ky- big. Kylo Ren. Ky- but let's talk about Ben's. Ben. Is he Ky- is he Ben now? <laughs> OK. Michael, in your category of things that I thought could have been really strong choices, yes. and then I didn't think they were strong choices, I actually thought that had they let Ray just kill him right then and there, almost as if, you know what, you don't even matter. Yeah. I thought that would have been a braver choice. I don't know where they would have gone from there, but yes. Yeah, I don't know where they would have gone. They just send her alone. And then Force Ghost Ben Solo? Yes. That would have been awesome. My other thing with that, too, when watching that moment was I was like, that that is a very Sith thing, to kill someone in a fit of anger. And I feel like they didn't address that. That in her anger, Rey literally killed kylo ren and like yeah because they have this like force connection they're the two sides of the coin whatever she was able to heal him also she has magical healing powers apparently 
But we've seen well, that. Well, thank you, Baby Yoda now. Thank you, Baby oh, Yoda. Yeah. I, I think that's why they wanted that, us to that watch was totally, that. That was that totally was why up. they wanted us to watch 100%. The Mandalorian. But and I think also they did kind of set it up in a way to show that, like the only reason that like she was able to do it at such extreme level with Kylo Ren was because they did share that. They were a dive, yeah. That life force. They were a yeah. Dive, yeah. But, yeah, I was just like, mm, this this seems like a cheap right way to write out really quickly. Like, Okay, so yes. th- so there's there's that moment. Okay. There's the moment. She, what did we think while we're dealing with Kylo? Let's deal with... With Kylo multiple to the Kylo, multiple just the whole moments. way through. <laughs> so, so what did we think of Kylo and Han? I loved it. I loved that. I loved that moment. I thought it was one of the best moments. That of the was entire a better film. redemptive moment for me than just like <coughs> him stopping from killing Ray. Was him having that whole sequence then? Yeah. And truly reliving that moment from Force Awakens and it playing out the other way. Yes. So. This is a controversial opinion. I'm interested just to just just let's let the vocal fam know our opinions. Was it Kylo's memory or did Leia project that? Because oh, the internet is torn on this point. I haven't I haven't paid I, attention to the internet since I saw it. Cause I the internet either believes that that was actually Ben Solo's memory of his father, and it was Ben's psyche break breaking back through from kylo ren dying or they believe that maz's line that leia knew what she must do was leia projecting han to ben to save him the way that and giving up her own life that she was only strong enough to do that and then had to give up her life the way that i read that moment was that Leia had enough strength because even 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 up to that point, you see people physically supporting her to go do this, which says to right. me she's mm-hmm. already physically weak. Okay, right. so my thinking is she had enough strength to reach out and touch Ben Solo's heart underneath of all of that, and I th- yeah. broke through all of that. I would argue with this that truly. Um, Leia killed Kylo Ren. Okay, um, but I do. Yeah. But I do think that um, what is what was the line from Last Jedi? Uh, it's not about killing what we hate, but saving what we love. Um, yeah. This yeah. is that moment for sure. Um, yes. But at that point, I really believe that you know, based on some of the interesting, really fascinating interplay of like what's perception, what's real, what's manifested reality in terms of the Force usage particularly surrounding Kylo Ren and Rey, I think that Kylo Ren probably had the power to manifest a memory at that level, um, particularly because Leia wasn't there for the conversation. You know, because yeah. she wasn't there for the conversation between Han Solo and Kylo Ren, I think, for me, he's seeing that, all right? He's seeing Han Solo, and then Han's speaking, and then they go back into that conversation, that same moment to me, that must be a memory because Leia wasn't there for that. But so it makes sense to me that that her whole thing was I, I have enough power to reach out and love my kid. To show him like, look, you're still there under all because he was saying, oh, Ben Solo is dead. And she showed him Ben Solo will never be dead. Mm-hmm. And also that thing of like, I still care. You have not done too much. I still love yeah. Ben. You know, like, I, that's what I, I felt like, too, was that it was her breaking through and showing him that Ben Solo is still there. And I'd probably go with m- memory, too. 
some kind of manifested memory, which even, I think it's interesting. I don't know. I've begun to toss this idea around that even force ghosts perhaps are a form of manifested memory. Um, I've I've been tossing that idea around lately that a force ghost is a manifested memory because they're one with the force now. And it sure seems like for the most part, the force ghosts that we've seen have been the masters of people, you know, like why didn't Mm -hmm. all, why didn't Mace Windu force ghost appear to Ray? Because she doesn't know him, know but him. she does know That's Luke Skywalker. It's I, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not married to that idea, but it's something I've been thinking about. I think that's one of the nice things with Star Wars is that like it, you can play with it. Like, you know what I mean? You can come up with your own theories. Mm-hmm. It's it's all so mystical. Which whatever. actually, in that regard, the fact that it does sort of not give you in a way. For as many answers as this movie gives you, it doesn't perfectly give you clarity on everything about its execution. And it shouldn't. Which is like the original trilogy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, it leaves room to grow and build more. If you lock yourself into a corner, I think that's where a lot of like movies, trilogies, franchises go wrong, is that then you have no room to grow from there and to go back and build and be like, no, this is a thing. You just haven't learned about it yet. Um. So then, w- to wrap up sort of Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren is then redeemed and mm. goes to fa- help her face Palpatine. Love. I don't know how yeah. they did this. I don't know if it was his acting choice. I don't know if they changed his makeup. I don't know if they changed the lighting. It's probably all three. But they mm. just... It was all They three. showed so much hope and light in that character's eyes. Just again, visually, yes. this is a primarily visual movie. It's not a primarily dialogue uh, movie. It's not primarily a specifics of plot movie. This is a visual movie. They're telling the story visually. And so Yes, I agree to with see that. See the hope yeah. in his eyes. I was like I was like that is who that person really is. And his his whole demeanor. Yes. Well, can I just say yes. that while we're talking about this and 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 we could talk about it more, but my favorite dyad moment, I I said it. I, I called it literally before it happened. I said to Charlie, she's going to give him the saber. I, yes. That was so cool. <laughs> like when she puts it back. I was like, she's going to give him the saber. It was amazing. That was one of my favorite yes. moments. Yeah. Yes. Now, can I just say a problem I have with the saber business? Okay. While we're here. Mm-hmm. This is one of my problems with the storytelling of this movie. Okay. And one of my problems with this movie as a follow-up to both Last Jedi and Force Awakens. If Rey is a nobody and she's just that strong in the Force, okay, it makes sense that on Starkiller Base, Luke Skywalker's saber would go to her. But now, she's a fully-fledged Jedi on her way to face her foe, and she can't control Luke's lightsaber because it won't answer to her. And yet, instead of it going to a Skywalker on Starkiller Base... It went to a Palpatine. I, that's a far. That's a long con to me. Yeah. That is a long con. It either says that 
Kylo Ren was fully fledged at that point and not a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Which is possible. When they were on, which yeah. is possible. Yeah. Or the Force knew that Rey was going to magically deem herself a Skywalker. I that I have problems going back to that moment now with what we now know as its resolution. I understand that. That's a very problematic issue for me. I don't know. That doesn't bother I, me. But. I think that it's this is something that we that we've said over the years, guys. We've been doing this for years. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but this is something we've said over the years that um, these movies have really gone out of their way to make the force quite a bit more mystical than it's ever been. Yes. And yes. so even the idea of like all those stormtroopers being like, we just all had like a feeling. A feeling. And then, you know, and Finn to be like, it's the force, you know, like like almost that matter of factly. You know what I mean? It's the idea of the force being less of a force and more of like a, a like a god character with specific wills and desires which is well, a difference the, of idea than i think they than we've had before these movies particularly because in this movie more than any other and and this is something i'd like to get to here ray has now become a marvel superhero and not a jedi what yes do you mean? The way she fights on the wreckage. I mean, she's not a Jedi anymore. She's Superman. I mean, the Force Lightning. She can now. Okay, like okay. Let's go back to the one of the first. My favorite, maybe my favorite scene in the movie is is her in the transport ship. Okay. Okay, so she can like dodge Kylo Ren's Tie Striker, destroy it, and then ten seconds later pull a ship back to the planet which we've heard rumors of Jedi doing canonically in comics and things of this nature. It takes an exceptional amount of strength. Right. And not only does that but then shoots force lightning out of it a la Captain Marvel does all these backflips over all this space like she can fly literally flies through space from a Star Destroyer to the Millennium Falcon, and then at the end is then able to like summon this, what appears to be much more than the Force to destroy Palpatine. I just I felt part of my issue with the way they went with her become, and I think he gave himself license to do it in her being a Palpatine, because Palpatine's whole That's thing lightning. is power, unlimited power, right? That's Palpatine's whole thing from the prequels on. And so, so it makes sense that if she's unleashing that, that it that, that she would essentially have a power greater than anybody else would. Okay, fine. Except I almost felt like, and we can we could do a whole breakdown of the throne room scene by itself. But I felt like she got to Palpatine, and all of a sudden, instead of watching a Star Wars movie or like a scene between Obi Wan and Anakin, or a scene between Rey and Kylo and the Praetorian Guard, I was that last scene between Rey and Palpatine. It felt like a video game ending to me of a campaign, and instead of actually having an ending, it felt like. A, a boss level and now I have this other power up oh wait let me get my other power up and let me get my other lightsaber it just felt it didn't feel like organic storytelling it felt like we need a big gimmick was, at the end yes 
see, I felt like most of the stuff that she did, we've seen before. The lightning, Palpatine uses lightning. Now, I don't think I've ever seen a Jedi use it, but well, we, we've talked about how Rey certainly acts out of anger sometimes, and it's a little more dark side. Um, the kind of acrobatics, I think lots of Ooh. Jedi have done Ye- that. To I some guess. degree, and I, if I you're mean, gonna Anakin. not have an issue with Leia flying through space, that's true. Why would you have an issue now with raiding I, it? Hold on, nope. I'm gonna talk. Okay, so, so she flies through space. I mean, and mostly with Ray, it's more of a jump. And then, as far as like her seeming more and more powerful, I think what we saw retconned in this is the idea, this power of two, that there is a lim- maybe not a limited amount of force, but like. That the force is not uh, unlimited power that exists. The whole idea that, ooh, Darth something or other. I looked it up the other day. Um, that the whole idea behind the power of two, or as um, Palpatine said, the power of one, is that there's a certain amount of dark side and light side force, and that by it being him, that's what made him so powerful. And at this point with Ray, I think, she, especially once Luke and Leia are both gone, she is our only acting Jedi. I say that in quotation marks because I don't think she ever really fully was a Jedi, in my opinion, or ever will be. But I, I, I think I agree with that. But actually. but she is now the only one accessing this power, which would make sense then why she is able to be so much more powerful than those we've seen before. Okay, maybe it's done. just because we have better graphics now, and so we were able to see more of it. That I felt that. That's way. what I was gonna say. Maybe. I think that legitimately. Maybe. This is an effects issue because it could be because here's the thing, but it's difficult because there's only so much they could do 50 years ago, 40 or 40 years ago. You know what I mean? There's only so much they could do. And so the problem is, okay, so like, forgive me, did, um, did Yoda lift the the X-Wing in Empire? Yes. In Empire? Yes. Okay. Empire. See, and that's yet another reason that this movie feels like the sequel to The Force Awakens because that was an Empire moment. I knew it was. I was mm-hmm. It was strange to me. Um, it was a great moment when Luke lifted that. But okay, so like... It was a great moment. That was a nice it was, That was great. But like, but so Yoda in Empire lifting the X-Wing was impressive, okay? And it was set up to be impressive. And so there's, it seems like throughout the original trilogy, at least, we see all these moments where they do, like, all the things that you just listed, Sarah, but they do, like, yeah. one of them. And that was because yeah. of effects issues in the 70s and 80s. But also, it it becomes a, it becomes a, a, a story and power level issue within the canon that I think that, for me, I, I, while I hear you saying that all of these things... They do all of them. I don't think we've ever seen somebody just do them all at once so fluidly. But I think from an effects standpoint, we never were able to. So it's one of those things where it's like, well, okay, I'm thankful that this is really cool and I understand. But then part of me is like, basically it's one of those questions of like how serious, this is, oh gosh, vocal fry people, don't, don't crucify me. The question is, how seriously are we going to take Star Wars? You know, yeah. honestly, no, no, that's, that's a real question. I have to stop myself and be like, okay, yeah, it it is on some level just a movie. People are telling a story, and it it's not my 
story. But yeah, I just and I I think like if I I don't know I'm somebody who always is looking for a way to kind of explain oh, me too. what I saw. Completely. And so that that's my thing is like the reason she can do all these things in succession. Yes, CGI, new technology, yay. But if I'm explaining it from my Star Wars mentality, it's a okay. Well, right now she's the only one accessing this power of the Force, and so she's able to use so much uh-huh. more of it than we've seen. I think if we start. If there's like a whole new world of people that start training now, I mean, I don't really know what we're going to see moving forward. But if we do, then like I am at, I would like to think that they'll move back to them. No one's quite that powerful. If all I of a sudden now, if, if, if that's the explanation we're sticking with, if we've really confirmed that it's a finite amount of force and the more diluted it is among users, the less powerful those users are, then I, th- I think we should stick with that explanation so if if i might um just redirect us a little bit uh although we could talk about the throne room scene more maybe that's best actually while we're here because i would like to go back to just well let me just say it real quick Mm -hmm. i thought one of my favorite moments of the movie that i did think was well written was ray versus ray it was awesome that i thought was yeah another empire moment people Yet another Empire moment. Luke versus Darth, but it was actually Luke. Yes, yet another Empire moment. It's it's. Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) Um, but okay. So throne room scene. I thought it was cheesy (laughs) having Ben Solo. Now as I fell, you fall too. (laughs) Oh, to like Like, throw him back. Seriously? That was that was a little This is the line you're writing, JJ? This line? There were several lines where I was like, this is an epic moment. I know. Something something dark side. (laughs) Power. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um unlimited. There's so many moments, particularly in the prequels, there's a couple times where he literally screams that without context. Just yes. Palpatine was so grotesque in this movie. Like I I had I had trouble looking at him sometimes. I liked that a lot. Like I mean Um, I thought it was great, but I was like well, but that's an interesting point that I have heard as another criticism is that people were like, if you're going to start there, then this movie really should have been a semi-horror movie and they just should have gone that direction. Uh, no, I'm glad they didn't just because I can't do horror. Um, like, this was pushing it for me. I'm going to have nightmares about okay. Palpatine for weeks. I, gosh, I, want, I, I don't want to end the throne room scene, but can I just say on the Palpatine note, I thought it would have been better almost than starting this movie with a crawl to have heard that message that went out to the universe. I wish that we had heard yeah. that. It was very strange for that to be I in the crawl. Too. That was very nev- strange. I, I was trying to figure that out too. I was like, okay, we've never actually experienced this Hearing like, Ian McDarmiad's voice as the beginning of the movie would have been so powerful. So cool. Yeah. Especially since, was it just me or was the crawl at the beginning a little lacking? Oh, I thought it was campy. And I thought it was really short. It was short. short and weird, yes. Because usually you it yes. does not finish. It's not like fully going away until the... Dun, 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 you know what I mean? You dun, know the part of the music where it's usually finishing? But this time it had been over and was like... And I was like, that wasn't very well. I felt like a lot of the writing in this was rushed. Like there were brilliant writing parts like... Particularly the first hour. Usually in a movie, I can't tell that there are multiple writers. In this movie, I felt like I could tell there were multiple writers because there were really poorly written moments 
and there were really amazingly written moments. And I just wanted to be like, uh, could this person have just written it all? Because I don't know who you are, but you need to go Again, so what the did- first hour, I'm sitting here going, okay, from hour two onwards, I think is probably what they had al- always sketched out. Always, but- That first yeah. hour was, how do we get around the fact that Carrie Fisher passed away? Carrie Fisher passed away, that we had this movie that... Like, I guarantee you that different. they had written a scene where Carrie Fisher is sitting there trying to do some stuff, listen, where they're listening for, to see if anyone will come to help the rebellion, and a sound comes out across the galaxy. I guarantee you there yeah. was a scene written where she was listening to that, and she's the one who tells everybody. I guarantee you that those scenes existed, and for, I think, honestly... It impact okay, so like I think it, honestly, the death of Carrie Fisher impacted the creative team in such a way that it actually it blinded them from being able to see real solutions around it. I think I you're agree. right. I agree, and I think they got like because have y'all ever gotten this where you're writing a paper, an article, something, and you just have this block on something, and you're like. What's the right thing? This doesn't sound great. I need to replace the sentence. And eventually you're just like, nope, this is just going to be it. And you know it's not a good sentence, but you literally cannot think of anything else. That's how And this I wonder felt. if that's what I... Yeah, and but they literally just got to the point where like, sometimes the same paragraph fine. twice. Sometimes you do write the same paragraph twice. Who has done that? <laughs> Sarah. You, you know, here, because Oops. here's even this fact. These movies, they always said that these three, that this, tri- I don't know if they always said it, but they said this trilogy was supposed to each feature one of the original three. So the first movie was the Han Solo mm. movie. Last Jedi was the Luke Skywalker movie. And this was supposed to be Leia's movie. Leia's movie. And so, and then- yeah. You know? I do love that we saw Lando come back in such a big Loved way. It. Um, I, that was yeah. a good. Yeah. Except he came back randomly. Lando, and <laughs> why was random. and why was he still on that planet? He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who just would have stuck around for thirty years. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think that was another moment of we got to get him back in. We need someone from the originals in here. Absolutely. But who we got to me, left? Talk to, to me about what you thought about the voices. What about? Oh, at the end. The voices at the end. I was wanting Force Ghosts. I got voices. And I'm not completely sad about that. But I understand. Like, but I'm. S- I thought it was an interesting, like having the stars be it. I almost wondered I, if I'm it was like a the... money thing. A lot of money, but like, I almost wondered if it was like an imaging, like if those people didn't want to give permission. I don't know why they would feel that way. Does that make sense? Yes. I, I mean, okay, I so here wh- is the here is the complete list, okay? okay? Okay. Of those of those Jedi who Ray finally did Hears. here. Qui-Gon. Obi-Wan, both Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness. That's awesome. Nice. Mace Windu. Yeah. Yoda, which was obvious. Anakin, mm-hmm. which was obvious. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka Tano, which yeah. I was expecting. Yes. Yeah. Kanu Jarrus. Mm-hmm. Like, and now now we're into characters where normal Star Wars fans are going, Who? Huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, that doesn't bother me as much as I think it bothers you because, like, I think that's anything where you get into uh, a, a universe that has so much depth and background to it that, like, if you're a casual and like you could still casually enjoy this, but it's nice to have something for the people that are hardcore. hardcore. And see, okay. that's I'm why I liked no. the voices. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not done. Continue. Luminaro Undili, who was in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. 
Adigalia, Phantom Menace Council, Isla Sakura, who also episode two. Those are the Jedi that she heard from in the throne room. Yeah. I wonder if it's a similar thing, Michael, like you were saying that like if we're saying force ghosts are kind of a manifestation of memory that she has never met or seen these people. And I mean, I don't know how that explains that she would hear. But them, I mean, but Luke says a thousand years of Jedi live within you. now. In fact, this yeah. mirrors Kylo Ren. I have been every voice inside of your head. You know, correct. Yeah. And so, yeah. you see that. So, I mean, the voices from that standpoint make a lot of sense. The issue that I have is that they literally gave us a creepy, ghosty Sith army and no yeah, Force Ghost terrifying. army. That is what broke my heart because they set me. I know, me, it would have been cool. They set me up to expect a Force Ghost army because there was. It would have been neat. Oh, man. Sorry. It it could have been a great moment because it would have been really cool to see Force Ghost Army fighting for, Force Ghost Army. I could have I could have gone for that, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I also wonder, like, am I putting too much thought into this? Work. Like, a, am I analyzing this more than the people that wrote it did? Is that the problem yes. on some level, or like, are we going deeper than the people who wrote that's it? That's the core yes. issue here. Like. What is happening? Ah. What are you doing? Hold on. Everybody smile. There we go. Well, this is a terrifying moment. Yeah. Um, Um, So are we going to talk about the thing that I loved that y'all didn't like? Okay. Yes, of course. So while we're in the throne room, (laughs) go ahead, Sarah. Sarah. It's fine. No, no, Michael, we have to give her her due. Go ahead. Go ahead and tell us. My ship came in. Um, so I, I wow, she really went there, Michael. She really went there. Oh my, my god! Ship look, look, came look, in. Look. Listen, wait, hold on. I'm gonna. We're gonna have to deal with three months of this during Wandavision. It oh was gosh. a cheese. I I will give y'all that it was a cheesy give them what they want moment. It was a and cheesy so give them what they want moment. Cheesy, but I was explaining this to another friend of mine who also really hated the kiss. Because she was like, it was just Romeo and Juliet. I'm like, it's not Romeo and Juliet, though. Because I kind of, I, I look at it, the way I view it, is that like... The Skywalkers and the Palpatines I are the love, new Montagues and Capulets? No, I viewed it as like, so you have Ben, who comes Wherefore back... Wherefore art thou, Ray? And I think Ben, like, if he had lived, he would have needed to, like, exile himself. He kind of needed to die, but I like that they didn't just kill him straight off. I like that he comes back and he has to make the choice to sacrifice himself. I like that. I like that. I thought that. that was great. And so he brings himself back, but Ray doesn't know that. I don't think she, like the way I view it is she doesn't know that he's dead, that he's gonna, that he's brought her back to life and therefore he will die, a life for a life. I think in her mind, she's just, we've made it and it's this culmination of they are this dyad. They are this relationship that Inevitable. honestly, by the end... By the end of this, yes. By the end of this movie, I don't actually think they would have worked as a couple. I think there always would have been this odd passion and love between them, but I think they would have made a terrible relationship. So it's like they've reached this culmination. But I also view like her then kissing because he just hugged her. You know, he holds her broken dead body. But I think her kissing him was almost. It was sort of like Leia, where like it's her showing him, "You're still lovable. You are not a monster." Like 
people will look past what you've done. I look past what you have done and see you, Ben, for what you are. And that that's what the kiss was. And then he dies. And I think she, then she realizes what's actually happened. But I kind of anyway, expected them both I to live, honestly. I actually, the, actually, I had three. The, you know, there are three possible outcomes. Outcome one, Ray lives. Outcome two, Ben lives. Outcome three, they both live. I guess there's outcome four, they both die, but that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, I fully ex- would have been a brave choice. I fully expected them both to live. Um, the other option was for Ray to die and, and, and Ben to have to go back. That, I think, like, would have been a fascinating choice. That would have been such an interesting, but it would have taken, like, another hour on the, you know, because we're, like, at the end of the movie at this point. Yeah, And we would have needed another hour to see how he, how he has to go back and deal with it. So I get, like, why they didn't go with Same. that. But it would have been interesting. Right, I understand. But. It, yeah, yes. you know, but wouldn't that have been interesting? I did love, going back to a point I, I shut down earlier, I did love the inclusion of Leia's lightsaber. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thought it thought it was great yeah um i I loved seeing the lights i love seeing the the idea of her being in the like doing jedi training the training helmet yes i love it gave a great explanation for why she can fly through space (laughs) which i also loved but you know what i mean it gave a great reason like but it gave a little like no she trained she didn't just shut it down yes but she didn't complete her training She didn't complete well neither did ray Speaking right. of lightsabers, what did y'all think of the yellow lightsaber? Because I loved that. Loved. I liked it a lot. I loved. I wanted it to be double sided because again, like she's so good with the staff. I wanted her to have the double sided lightsaber, but just the fact that it was yellow, I loved. Can I loved. actually just speaking of lightsabers? You know, the I and I'm pretty sure it was this episode where we talked about it, and I don't remember. I think it was you who brought it up, but we should have known all along that she was a Palpatine. Because in Force Awakens, her fighting style is exactly like she's Palpatine. Aggressive and crazy? No, the actual stance Ah. where she pulls it back and up to attack. The only other person we've ever seen canonically do that is Sheev Palpatine. Wow. You know, in episode three, when he reveals that that he's the Sith Lord, that is some of the craziest most aggressive and bizarre in the best way. It's the best moments. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> like where yeah. he's freaking out, go, going ham, like just a, like a killing everybody. It's awesome. Yep. And so. Holy moly. Talking about Palpatine, like when he's shooting the lightning and it's just going like. Yeah, how did we feel about super lightning? Ships? I, <sighs> I don't even know. Like, I don't know how I felt about that. I just was like. Well, what you see, is happening? when you get to the throne room of the boss at the boss level, okay, you have to defeat him partially, but then the roof has to open. You know, now that you say that, that is it is like legitimately what it's like. But it's legitimately it, it a is, video game. As someone who plays a decent amount of video games, now that is what happens. Like, because you have bosses, so you have tank and spank bosses, right? Where you go in and you just hit them, and they don't have any mechanics to them. But then you have the really tough bosses that do have the mechanics. Where like you get them down to a certain health level, and they reset, yes. stun you, and come back stronger. Kill than your friend. But it's not like it's. I mean, it's a valid thing, though. Like, 
I'm just, I, I guess know. my con- my concern is, well, okay, there's two sides of things. There were no video games in 1977 when George Lucas made A New Hope. So, on the one hand, there's the fact that... That was Pong. That Palpatine, he, um... <clears throat> he did have... So, on the one hand... Okay, how do I say this? On the one hand, the lightning. We've never seen that scale of lightning before. No, we have not. On the, uh, which is, again, we come down to, like... What's happening? But on the uh, like, has this always been possible? Has he always? In the, but on the other hand, he's had all this time to like, kind of regenerate, you know. And so well, he's obviously very he, powerful, just based on some of the other stuff he does in this. Yeah, but they even wrote it in that I mean, essentially, that he was only able to do that because he absorbed his regeneration from, from the dyad. them yeah he takes their oh life yeah force, yeah yeah so so that is lightning actually, is the result of the of the dyad of energy that. okay okay that's okay. what yeah I, that's true like that I'll, actually makes sense I'll can i say this i loved the kind of the almost like a classical greek deus ex machina um, Greek theater that was Lando the, with the like with like went of the light the life support machine that he floats in on. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I yeah. loved that artistically. It was so yeah. creepy, and it, it, I think it I think that all the Sith crap on Exegol um, perfectly encapsulates the Star Wars mixture of um, technological and excessively mystical. You know what I mean? All at once, yeah. it's like this is a creepy life. This is a creepy life support machine. Also, he's a ghost, but also we're keeping him alive with magic. But also, it's a machine. So I, I, I loved think it. In re- so Star Wars. In regard to that, particularly the Snoke clones that were there, I liked. Yeah, I think that had they not released that footage that they released. I don't think that would have played well. And that was what I was talking about with the footage being breadcrumbs that you almost needed, needed. to watch yeah. or you were going to be upset. I get yes. that. I can I, I buy that. Yes. I I buy that. I will yeah. say I was okay, again, brave decisions made that I just don't think were ultimately ultimately didn't pay off as well as I wanted them to. I was very impressed actually that the first scene of the movie was Kylo Ren going into that uh into into that temple and doing all of that. I was impressed yeah. with that. Um I thought that it was a gutsy and bold choice that was good, you know? Yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. They yeah, they just kind of plunged right in. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I thought so this is kind of a switch of things. You know, I loved at the end when all of the ships do come from around the galaxy and it is it's just people. They're not even people that normally fight. It's just people who come. And, like, I had that moment of where I was like, you know, Star Wars really is hope. Like, it is about hope. One of the campy things that I feel like Doctor Who's been trying to push recently is that, like, I'm a doctor of hope. And, like, that to me always felt forced. All that, like, yeah, Doctor Who is about hope. But, like, the way they just keep saying it and try to make me think that that's all, like, that's what it really is, like, I don't know. That doesn't work for me. But Star Wars, I'm like, without even just over and over saying Star Wars is hope, like... It is, though. It is about how all of this can happen and that if you can just have a little bit of hope that passes on, that just people, just everyday average people can come together 
And I don't know. So, I really like that. I had a very nice moment there. So I loved that moment as I well. That was I loved it. that was an interesting moment for me because it did make me think of the end of the Last Jedi, um, with the concept of the legend and the the kids telling the story and the and yes. and then even even the the kid with the broom uh, using the force. The idea that the force was everybody. These ideas, um, I think that and, moment and now, indirectly created that my kids can show their kids when they make star wars what happened to the broom kid (laughs) yes (laughs) episode 17 episode 17 broom kids revenge (laughs) (laughs) but like it is he's gonna sweep the floor with all of them it is it's just it's the force, this hope, <laughs> this legend, this belief. I think this, it's the part of me that, you know, believed in Santa for longer than I should have, that loves. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. But wait, wait. Santa's not real? Mandy's Santa. Oh, no. Santa's Let's definitely move on. real. So. Definitely real. It's, it's my bad. Um, no, but, but that's the part of me that I, loves I, this I, belief. I, my bell... From my Polar Express train set still Stop. rings. I 100%. I got so I so, got that one year in my stocking and I kept it in my box of favorite things so, in my desk in my room. Just for what it's worth. I mean, mine still rings too. I have the heart <laughs> of a true believer. Sorry. I just Christmas want and that I have a weird relationship. That one <laughs> line that Sarah just said. Just, just on a, on a on a button we can push. I have the heart of a true believer. No. Just on a on a button you can push at any moment. No. <laughs> All right, listen. We've this has been enough about Star Wars. I Star think. Wars. Are there any other major points anybody wanted to hit about on about Star Wars? Yeah. Chewie got a medal. Yes, loved it. I, I, I thought Maz could have been used better in this. Yes. Movie. Yeah. Yes. I liked the new little... I didn't think I was going to like the new droid they introduced. Dio. But I actually I really loved him. I thought he was great. I thought he was precious. And like the way just... And I think it was because he was that kind of awkward little droid, like self-deprecating, kicked puppy type thing. I don't know. I really enjoyed him. Also, I still stand by... I think I said this after Last Jedi that BB-8 might be the real MVP of this trilogy. Entirely possible. Like legitimately might be the actual hero Mm -hmm. of Star Wars. I I don't think any of us minded Hux being the spy and then just being shot. I kind of really loved that. I lived for it. Yeah, that was yeah, it it was was like Of course he's the spy. It was Charlie goes. Of course he's the spy. Of course spy. he's the spy. Uh, that, I mean, it's, it's completely appropriate. There's an appropriate end for that character because he was scary in the mm. first movie, uh, a joke in the second movie, and then in this movie... And now he's... Yeah. This whiny little kid who's trying to take revenge. And, yeah, it was the perfect... Like, they had to do something with him, and it was the right. perfect ending to his storyline. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sarah, what'd you have for breakfast? I had a little ham and cheese sandwich. Well... Fantastic. Yep, it was really good. Jamie's dad made it. It was very nice of him. Fantastic. When other people feed me, sometimes I eat like good food. If, if anybody, I'm just really bad at feeding myself. Guys, I, if anybody's, go ahead, go ahead, Michael. Guys, no, you got on you guys, on the note of food. It, they've just come out of the oven. I can smell them. Our pepper, the ham family, ancestral pepperoni bread. Okay. Oh, pepperoni. I thought you were just going to You say take No, no, no. It's not a pepperoni roll. Pepperoni bread. You take you take a you take like 
like yeast loaf, okay? You like roll it out flat, the okay. dough. Then you take an egg and the Parmesan cheese, the dust cheese, um, and you mix those mm-hmm. together to make a paste. You uh, spread that across the thing as if you're making a pizza, okay? Then you cover the whole thing with pepperoni. Then you sprinkle a bunch of Italian seasoning. Then you throw uh, Parmesan, you put uh, mozzarella and some other Parmesan cheese on that. And then you, um, then you roll the whole thing up into a, like a, a long loafy thing, okay? All you right. brush some butter on top and you stick it in the oven. And so the eggy, cheesy mixture means that it slices well into just essentially like, like bread, pepperoni, cheese, 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 egg. And so it is a lovely thing that you can slice. You are basically eating blocks of cheese. And, uh, well, it, that is my life goal right there. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is lovely. And, um, I'm no goals about auditions. If somebody no goals wants to pay me to eat doctor cheese, at school. I'll do it. No goals about children. No, no just cheese. Just cheese. <laughs> That's where I'm at in life. So what are you planning on doing in the next year or two? Well, I really like cheese. It's like, I've been working. <laughs> what can I've I been, do with that? I'm at, eight, I'm at an eight ounce block right now. I'm really working up my way to a 32 ounce block of cheese in one sitting. There's a cheese themed there's a cheese themed theme park in um South Korea. Of course there is. is. Did you <laughs> did you know that in South Korea there are um there are casinos that Korean people are not allowed into? Only tourists what? and uh, and people from outside the country are allowed in because Korean people have a history culturally of being compulsive gamblers. It was a real amazing. It was a real issue across South Korea. So they ha- they just said no. They said no, Korean people. These are for the white people to give us their money. <laughs> you have lost your privileges. Fascinating. It is fascinating. Okay, I well. love it. All right. I love it. Anyways, I did. I, I did not know that. It's oh, Michael, your your line, your famous. I'm as beautiful as I'm ever gonna be, and I can dance. Oh, yes. I just want you to know that that line has gone on to inspire every single one of my students in the past two weeks to do their recital. Fantastic. <laughs> like, literally every single one of them that walks up to me, Miss Sarah, I'm freaking out. Well, let me tell you a story, no, young geez. child. <laughs> and I would tell them, and I would just be like, so just remember, you're as beautiful as you're ever going to be, and you can dance. <laughs> and that is the story of how I got kids to do recitals. Well, that is awesome. on, on that vocal you're fam, welcome. uh, a- a- any takeaways for Vocal Fry 100? Uh. <laughs> start start doing your thing and just keep doing yeah. it. Just keep doing it. Do, because you're as beautiful as you're ever going to be. And you can dance. And you can dance. And find the right people to do it with. That is the key. Yes. There's not many people that I would talk to every week. That is true. I'll, I'll just say... Uh, that I'll never forget the morning that we all came in here and the day we were going to drop the first episode and the three of us came into my office early in the morning yeah. and we said a prayer. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we went out and we set up a <laughs> giant <laughs> cooking station for bacon. I forgot about that part. <laughs> And then and it was my it. time to shine. <laughs> Michael's just and on the steps Michael of Avon. And then Michael sat on the porch. Hey, you want some bacon? We got some bacon. 
Just give us a like on Facebook. We got bacon. That bacon. I bet none of those people have ever us? listened to the podcast. No, but oh. that was the moment where I thought to myself, finally, a time for my true gifts and talents to be used to their greatest <laughs> potential. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll just, I'll never forget what a great, what a great two and a half years it's been. And I wish Leah could have been episodes, here. I know. What I, I wish Leah could have been here, but um, we should have had her just like record a little something. That's true. I didn't even. But think also, of that. Leah probably would have looked at us skeptically. When That's we asked her. probably true. But yeah. vocal fam, thank you for being along for this journey. Uh, Sarah, yes. Michael, thank you guys for your role in this. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yay, vocal fry. Sarah and I will be back with you, vocal fam. January tenth. January tenth for what promises to be an event. An event. A vocal fry event, event to start off the spring semester. Woo-hoo. Actually, about singing. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, and um, so we've done it. You know, you go into Christmas break and your brain's mush, and so you go see Star Wars. I and will you just, think a lot about Star Wars. I will just say, uh, just a an, an, a note of just you know, whatever. Uh, I was very surprised this week to learn that I'm a semifinalist for the American Prize. Oh yes! How yes, did we not talk about this that is before a huge, now. Amazing! Congratulations! Um, so we'll know about finals in March. Um, but I that's just, awesome. I had made some new videos of performances of arias and stuff, and gotten them uploaded when I was trying to work toward the website. Um, which, if you've never, I don't talk about my website that much. But if you want to see the website, it's just nicholasperna dot com. Um, but uh, it, uh, yeah, I sent them and uh, didn't sort of expect anything and then sure enough here I'm a semifinalist. Well it just goes to reiterate oh my goodness I know words reiterate Michael's point just find your thing and do it. Just do it. Yes. Just start. And and you know I think from a singing perspective it's just a good note to for a takeaway on don't give up. Uh if you're out there in singing land don't give up but also find what your actual rep is. And find what your actual thing you should be singing is. Because you know what? It may not be Mozart. It Are also you, might be Mozart. You mean there, there's someone other than Mozart? There are multiple composers out there. That's a joke. I, and I know like, I have friends who like probably. made their whole career singing Bach. And like, had it not been for Bach, that wouldn't have been a thing. But I have other friends who make their career you know, singing uh, musical theater. Had it not been for that, there wouldn't have been a thing. I have other friends, you know, whatever. But I sing, I sing Italian opera. Shocking. You sing Italian opera. With dynamics. And the tenor dynamics. You mean there's not just loud? In fact. Remind me there one, is loud. one day, vocal fam, remind me to tell you about terrorist dynamics. It's a story for another day. <laughs> but... <laughs> just just know that uh, oh, no. we all make mistakes. <laughs> I, they I, were taking the phrase captive. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Is this where we end? Oh, my gosh. Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We hope you have a great <laughs> Christmas break. Sarah and I will be back in January. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Let's kill this, Michael. Alrighty.